Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hi, for Nation. I am your host, Kellen Conley. And these are the breaks. Weather report, beautiful day in Morgantown. 53 on the, I almost said the odometer, on the thermometer. Looking lovely out, nice breeze blowing. Y'all might hear some birds chirp. Y'all might have been hearing some birds chirp recently. You know, I, I've I've literally been walking outside sometimes um, before work and sending my phone down and just recording and letting nature and shit happen around me and then not killing the sound too much so that my audio sounds clear, but you still got that nice little nature sound in the background. Like, oh, it sounds so peaceful there while he's talking about hustle and flow. You're welcome. And, and same thing, I'm in the whip right now, but uh, there are birds and the windows are down, so these things happen so Damian Lillard is a god uh you're you're going to hear this on Friday but I'm recording this the morning after Dame Lillard sent Russell Westbrook and Paul George and Oklahoma City Thunder back home like Johnny Harmonic shout out to Johnny Harmonic and DJ Mosselon uh, yeah, I can tell you I wasn't watching any of the game. I was, what was I doing? I was probably looking at YouTube. I wasn't doing anything important, but then I got on Twitter and the timeline was going off. Like it just happened. Like I either got on right as he hit the shot. I think I got on right, at, right before he hit the shot. And then my whole timeline, and if you look at my timeline, it's nothing but Dane tweets my man Dame Lillard came down score tied 115 don't quote me on the score I think it's 115 nothing to lose at home pulls up from like <sighs> I think the official call was like 37 feet away from the basket with Paul George on him Paul George jumped like a second too early and Dame just tossed it up with the time expiring, and then it wasn't a splash, but the shot went in. And then he did the, the little bye-bye wave. Oh, it was so cold. Oh, my God. Like, who does that? Dame Lillard does that, man. And not only that, my man scored 50 points. 50 points. Like, I remember Dame doing this to Houston a few years ago, and I always was like... uh I was, I've never been anti-Houston, but I've never been someone's been like, yeah, I'd like to see Houston win, because truth be told, like, I, I really wanted the Knicks to win a championship the year that Houston won in 94, and I, I, I was okay with them winning again, and the Magic not getting their time, but if I had known that it would ultimately ruin the Magic for everything they had built to that point and kind of send them spiraling another direction with Shaq leaving by uh, Shaq leaving within two years. Maybe I would have thought about things a little different. Maybe. And somebody's messaging me. That was the group chat. Sorry. Podcast 101. But Dame, man, 
It was a gentleman sweep, 4-1. The Blazers have been swept out of playoffs like two years in a row. OKC lost in the playoffs last year, and now here they are, lost again. Paul George bet on OKC instead of going to Los Angeles like he had been saying he wanted to for seasons now. And now they're out in the first round again. Uh, I don't know. Like, I give Chris Paul so much shit for not winning. But I've never said a word about Russell Westbrook. But then Russell Westbrook's been saying NBA Finals. So there's that. Oh, yeah, Russell Westbrook has an MVP. Oh, yeah, and Russell Westbrook has not one, but two seasons averaging a triple-double under his belt. And yet y'all call Chris Paul the, the point god and the greatest point guard of all time. Chris Paul sucks, okay? That's not a hot take. That's a Kellen take. Chris Paul sucks. He's not as good as y'all think. Well, let's talk about the Rockets real quick, man. The Rockets, I think, are up 3-1. I think the Jazz won uh, their last game. And uh, I looked at uh, E the other night. We were watching some watching the Rockets and Jazz game. I was like, you like uh, James Harden? He's like, yeah, I like James Harden. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of indifferent to him. He's like, why? I was like, I, I think the lack of success bothers me. I feel like he can be selfish at times. He doesn't play good defense at times. Like they were like the year he was dating Khloe Kardashian, he didn't play no defense. He was terrible. He would score all these points, but and that was like when the Rockets were expected to do really well and they just struggled all season long. Where he'd get his points and he was just so many times I, I would catch plays of him just taking defense, naps on defense. And you just can't do that, man. I mean, yes, LeBron James does take defense off. There's been video proof of it. I'm not about to get an argument about LeBron takes plays off. <laughs> James Harden didn't have a block to his name. Not a block. The block to his name. Thank you. Hell, James Harden, I don't even know if he has any chase down blocks to his name. So yeah, LeBron's allowed to take plays off when you do what you did in the 2016 NBA Finals to Andre Iguodala's shot. Okay? That's my opinion. But he was like, oh, he's a good scorer. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, like he's like, oh, the Rockets almost made it to beat Golden State last year. I was like, they did until Chris Paul got hurt. And, which is funny. Because one time in my life I was pulling for Chris Paul. He came up lame, and he couldn't play in Game 6 or 7 of the Western Conference Finals last year. And then he's like, oh, guess I'm not going to the Finals again. Darn. Do, 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 do. <laughs> he's going to meet me one day and punch me in my face. He's like, oh, you're Kellen Conley, aren't you? Yeah. Bah! He got so much money punch me in the face. Get one of his goonies to do it. Oh, shit. Um... Well, I was like, yeah, no, they pushing to Golden State to the the brink and all this and yada yada yada. Uh, Golden State 
was down three to two, and they they could have lost before they ended up going to finals and routing LeBron and winning another title. But here's the thing: they didn't. And I was like, I kind of compare. I get the same feeling that a lot of people got about Jordan uh, in the late '80s. And mostly the late 80s, because the 90s was all about the bull. It's all about the bull, about the bull, about the bull, six rings. Yeah, it's all about the bulls, about the bull, six rings. Sorry. Yes, I just did Megan Trainer. That's why this is the world's greatest podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But back back to the topics. The thing is, it was like like he when Harden was going on that score and tear, I wouldn't even check it to see what Harden got. Like, oh, Harden had 64, Harden had 57, he had 48, Harden had 52. Oh my God, James Harden's such a scoring machine. He's so amazing. That's regular season shit, bro. Talk to me when James Harden's dropping 55 in in a playoff series, doing a double nickel. Talk to me when he puts up, and Jordan did lose this game, when he scores 63 in a losing effort. You know... It just feels like, it's like, all right, we know he can score, but can he lead a team to a championship? And the answer is no. I still will say that a big reason that the Heat had such an easy time, well, not an easy time, but the reason that on paper now, it looks like the Heat had such an easy time with the Thunder in 2012 was because James Harden didn't show up. Like, they lost 4-1, OKC did, to the Heat in 2012, to uh, the Big Three in Miami. And I watched most of that series. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure I watched all five games. And James Harden was just nowhere to be found, man. Like, you can't, you can't, I mean, and he was the third guy. I mean, it was it was Durant, Westbrook, Harden. But he at that point, I mean, that was literally the summer before OKC traded him to Houston. So he was—he had come into his own and was expected to contribute. And he ain't contribute, sh- not a nary one damn thing, that whole series, which is just crazy. I'm not looking at a pro basketball reference right now, but I even if his stat line looks good or his whatever for the series is fine, there were just so many plays where it just seemed like he looked lost as hell. And you and I don't know, man. You you have to be able to lead your team. Chris Paul, for everything I say about him, he's a leader. But the problem is with Chris Paul, he's just had so much terrible shit happen to him over the past few years. In LA and then last year at the hamstrings. It's kinda uncanny at this point. So it's almost like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop with Houston. So I just I don't know I, I I'm indifferent like even if even if by some something happens I mean Boogie went out for the uh, the playoffs sucks to be him but as he said he's still rich so <laughs> I was like man it sucks about Boogie he's like yeah it does suck about Boogie but he's still rich though I'm like shit I guess you're right I guess you're right if you're going to look at it from that direction sir there's no complaints here. Ah, man, uh, even if they get past Golden State and make it to the NBA Finals, it's like, even if they win the NBA Finals and and beat Giannis or the Raptors, whoever comes out of East, like, I haven't even looked at the playoff bracket to see who's doing what, who's advanced already. Only thing I can tell you is that Portland swept uh, OKC. 
Uh, you, you know, it's... I don't know, man. There's just something about Harden. Like, and he was like, I was like, yeah, like Harden deserved MVP last year. He might win it again this year. But I was like, I felt like this year he's more selfish than anything. I was like, I feel like yeah, he was more worried about, I just want to score. And and yeah, and and you're and I'm going to lead you with my scoring. And that's fine and all. But I mean, it just seems empty. Especially if they come up short, come second round, third round. And then here we are again. Houston, year whatever. But I am a hater by nature. I mean... James Harden could have one of the most phenomenal finals performances of all time here in a few, uh, here in June, and I'll be like, oh, shit, James Harden's the truth. What was I thinking? Because Lord knows I'm a flip-flopper. <laughs> Lord knows I'm a flip-flopper. <sighs> you know, but Dame Lillard is a freaking monster. Uh, like, it, it, the, my, my dude literally was by the Blazers logo, went right, dribbled, saw how much time was on the clock, gathered the ball, and was like almost near the like the corner of the half court line and that baseline. Uh and then Paul George is out there and he jumped and it was just like a it was like a second early. Like George jumped like because, honestly, the shot was just bananas. Like, there's no fucking way that shot should have went in, okay? Nine times out of ten, that shot's not going in. George guarded it. But George guarded it like, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this up and we'll go to overtime. Like, let me just jump out here real quick to see if I can throw him off. And he did it too early. And Dame knocked that shit down. He knocked it down, man. Like, I can watch this shit. All day long. It, it's it's such a beautiful... Like, this is one reason why I love the NBA, man. It's such a beautiful thing when a plan comes together. Here, I'm, I'm just going to go and play the bitch. 115. He's by the logo. He steps to his right. Like, come on, man. NBA's fantastic. And I got another one. I got another one for you. In case you didn't like that one, here's another. All right, he wasn't quite in the corner of the baseline at half court, but... There's just no way... There's just no way, man. It's a gorgeous shot, man. I... I don't care about Keystone Light commercials. Let's get that clear. Let's take a look at the playoff bracket, shall we? Now that my phone's in my hand. Out of my phones in my hand. Oh, I see somebody's talking about Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith called out by fan for kissing Disney's ass. And Smith responds in best possible way. Oh Lord, people coming for Kevin Smith. What the hell's wrong with y'all? That man had a heart attack. 
And yes, that was my best Kevin Smith um, impression. Uh, NBA playoff draft. Oh, yeah. So Philly won their series. So they advanced. Uh, Denver beat San Antonio again. It's 3-2. The Thunder beat the Trailblazers 118-115. Today we got Jazz Rockets game five. Houston's up 3-1. Clippers Warriors uh, game five. Warriors up 3-1. And... Oh, um, well, I, I guess this goes without saying. Oh, the Raptors, they beat the Magic 4-1. They beat them yesterday. Um, and the Bucks swept the Pistons. Pistons never had a damn chance. And the Celtics beat the Pacers. Hoping that, uh, hoping that my man, uh, oh, who's the dude who plays for the Pacers? Who, uh, Victor Oladipo. I'm hoping Oladipo comes back, man. It's a tragedy what happened to him. I mean, injuries happen, but I'm really pulling for that kid, man, because he had a great year last year. And and don't never forget that it was um, the Pacers who came the closest to defeating the Cavs last year in the playoffs. All right, so let me see. I want to see. I forget what how he got injured. Let's see. Oh, he ruptured his quad. Ugh. Yeah, that's rough, man. I think that's the same thing that happened to Boogie. Yeah, quad injuries are no joke, man. Ask Triple H. Triple H knows all about that shit. But, uh, yeah, sorry for the podcast, 101. Uh, NBA playoffs are in full swing. I have no predictions. I just hope to watch some more basketball because I have not been. Um, I've been watching something that I'm not going to mention on the pod yet because I feel like I need to do a lengthy discussion on it. Oh, in the pod. It's not going to be another S-Town episode, though. Nice try. <laughs> oh, man. But, yo, even if you're a non-sports fan, let's, let's wrap this up. Even if you don't give a shit about basketball, go to Google, type in Damian Lillard, D-A-M-I-E-A. Is he a Damian or a Damian? See, look at that. Now I'm second-guessing myself. Look what you made me do. Yeah, D-A-M-I-A-N, Lillard, L-I-L-L-A-R-D, and just put Game Winner. It'll come up, watch it on YouTube, and just see the, this is what it looked like. I have a song called This Is What It Looked Like. This is what Clutch looks like. Like, there's, it's, it's the thing that very few players have it. And those that do, when you see it in action, it's such a beautiful thing. This is what this is what every basketball player dreams of. This is what basketball players, people play basketball when, they, when they're shooting at home on their hoop, at least when I was. And this is on gravel rocks. Back in my day, I didn't have a paved driveway, so I used to dribble on rocks. Uh, back back in my day, man, I, I used to just practice buzzer beaters, man, because that's where the glory's at. That when it comes down to just you, your defender, the clock's winding down, and you know this shot's going to win the game, that's what you want. You want those moments, man. And for Dame to not only have 
two under his belt, and not just to have two game winners, but two series enders, because he ended Portland season um, the year Aaliyah was born in 2014 as well. I was actually holding Aaliyah when that happened. I can't remember if she had woken up and I was uh, swaddling her back to sleep or if I was just up watching basketball when it happened. And I was like, oh my God, Dame Lillard is a god. And we can still say that. Dame Lillard is a god. Best of luck to the Blazers in the next round. The Bulls are sitting at home anyway, so. Let's take a break. The following has been filtered to remove all ego, to provide the best quality material for listeners. Thank you, on behalf of the Hyphen Podcast Group. My name is Miles Amadeus Prower. I have what I believe is a pretty cool podcast that you probably never heard of. I Black Man Podcast is a view of a white world, seen with the aid of a black light and a little humor to help you cope. So check out the I Black Man Podcast on iTunes and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Next topic. I watch the show on Netflix, and it's not the one I want to do a longer pod on. I just like to talk about this. It's a show called Russian Doll. So, I, I, I didn't hop on the Russian Doll hype train because of something. Oh no, no, no! I remember what it was. I remember what it was before I start lying to y'all. So. For for the unfamiliarized, for the unfamiliarized, yeah, because I like to talk like that, and no, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I I, I uh, visit a site called pajiba.com, p-a-j-i-b-a.com, and they're a pop culture website. They cover all kinds of cool shit that I'm into. Also, some political stuff that I'm not into, um, but. I'd say every two out of three posts I'm reading on Pajiba. Um, but they had posted something about the ending of Russian Doll. And they're like, oh, there's spoilers. And they showed this gif of Natasha Lyon, uh, who's a star Russian Doll. And you may know her from Orange New Black is Nikki. Or even way back in American Pie movies as Tara Reid's best friend I don't remember who she hooked up with uh but I thought I was looking at her back in American Pie days I was like dang like why ain't anybody hollering at her I don't know I'm strange anyway though Pajiba posted this gif of Natasha Lyon uh walking forward with this uh I want to say it was a torch or something she had and then getting passed by alternate versions of herself spoilers in case y'all care give me about 20 and then you can come back because I mean it's been out for a while but I'm about to get into it so yeah um so Russian doll that immediately got my attention and I kind of I was like all right I kind of don't want to be spoiled but I kind of want to know what's going on so I kind of scanned the article skimmed it real quick and then I came back well then and then eventually I started watching the show so the premise of the show is rather simple there is this 
person, played by Natasha Lyon. Her name is Lola. She was a dancer. Nadia! Yeah, there we go. Her character's name Nadia. She is at her 36th birthday party. And what happens on the night of, she leaves her friend's apartment where the party is happening. She loses her cat. And then her, her cat has been lost. She's trying to find her cat. And then in her search for her cat, how did she die the first time? Oh, in her search for her cat, she's walking across the street. Actually, she's running and gets nailed by a car and dies. So that's where the series ends, right? Obviously, main character's dead. No! Okay, someone's investigating her murder. Someone's trying to figure out where the cat went, trying to piece together her life. No, 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 no. You're familiar with Groundhog Day. Yeah. Nadia comes back. Comes right back to life in the bathroom from that mirror where we first saw her when the show opened. And of course she remembers everything. She's like, what the fuck? I just died. So from there, she, she kind of thinks, oh, it had to be bad drugs. Tracks that down. Ends up dying again. And so on and so forth. So from there, <laughs> the whole premise of the show is for her, Nadia, tr she's trying to figure out how she can, why she's, not that, why she's dying. She's trying to prevent her various deaths from happening. There's actually one point where she continues to take horrible spills on the steps of the apartment and the apartment where, like, the apartment building where her party's at. She takes, like, six or seven terrible spills down the steps and kills herself. And for, like, several episodes after, she refuses to use those steps and only goes in and out of the apartment building through the fire escape. So she's trying to avoid dying the same way. All while trying to figure out why she's not dying, dying. And how to either actually die or not die. See, you got the Groundhog thing, Groundhog Day vibe. Because the Groundhog Day vibe, it, it, it has it because it's like, alright, you're living on the same day over and over again. No one else knows this is happening. With, with Groundhog Day, it was about making Bill Murray's character a better person. Phil, not coming to me. I know his name is Phil. Making Phil a better person. Like, he was a horrible, horrible human being. He had a lesson to learn, and his lesson was to live this day over and over for, from what I've read, it could have been hundreds of years that he lived in, lived that day over and over before he finally woke up with Andy McDowell's character the next day. In this one, I mean, Nadia is a pretty horrible. Not she's not a horrible human being, but I mean, she she just don't give a fuck, man. She just does not give a fuck. Like she apparently started sleeping with a married guy. He left his wife for her. When it came time to meet his kid, she bailed on a whole relationship, and so this man had just thrown his life away for her and she's just like eh okay no thanks uh, she's in all kinds of drugs 
she is a um a video game designer, which I thought was cool. So that is her her main job. And then she she has like this this aunt that she uh I don't want to say lives with. This the aunt who's a, or is a grand I guess it's her grandmother. Let me see. I wonder what Let's see. I can't remember who Ruth Brenner was, but uh, the actress's name Elizabeth Ashley. I don't know if it. I'm pretty sure it's his, her grandmother, who she visits often, and she becomes a part of the story where there's a gas leak in her apartment, and she's trying to make sure that her grandmother doesn't keep sending off the gas leak and killing herself, and killing ultimately killing Nadia. There's just a, a lot going on, and it's only ten episodes, like ten thirty minute episodes. And each one is better than the last. And then the twist comes in. Oh, yes. Did I mention there's a twist? There definitely is because she finds out. Or does she find, does she find out or we get it? No, we find out. The viewers find out that she's not the only one experiencing the same day over and over again. There's a gentleman named Alan who is reliving... Nadia's 36th birthday over and over again. And he keeps dying in various ways. Ultimately, the first one, he, he jumped off a roof because his longtime girlfriend actually uh, rejected his proposal. Well, I know she got to reject the proposal. They were supposed to go on a trip together. Instead of going on a trip, uh, she breaks up with him. And he's so depressed, gets so drunk, the first time he jumps off a roof, kills himself. Um, then he's dying in various ways, and he's trying to live his life with. Uh, they do actually end up meeting up. I forget because they they actually end up in an elevator together, and then the elevator just plummeted, like broke and plummeted to the ground and killed everybody in it. Um, no, I'm not sure if those other people came back because there's more than them in the elevator. So there's a lot of questions to be answered. But then Nadia and and, and Alan realize they're both living the same day over and over again, and then turns out that Alan's girlfriend. Uh, has been having an affair with her professor, and it's the same dude who Nadia ultimately hooks up with the very first time that, uh, the very first night that she dies. So there's a, this weird connection there. And throughout the throughout the series, it's very quick, and I know they're going to come back and do more. I think, from what I read, they said they have a three-season idea for it. And I believe Netflix already renewed Russian Doll for, ne for um, next for a second run uh you know like natasha uh is great in it as nadia i i've always loved her um as nikki always thought she did really well in, in that role in orange is new black it's good to see her take the lead for once and really be at the forefront of a series she's everything that you want from a protagonist she's She's fun to watch. She's never boring. She's foul mouthed. Says what she wants. Smokes an awful lot of cigarettes. But it's it's never dull, man. Like she she's just every time you're on screen, you're just like I want to see what she's gonna do next, man. And she has a lot of sex, and not and she keep she keeps it classy though. You're not, you're not going to see her in her full glory. I, I ain't going to lie. I'm a man. And, and I was like, man, I was, I was really hoping to see her just tear it all off. But, uh, hell, there, there's actually a scene where um, 
her and uh, Alan end up fucking somehow because I, I forget how they got in the conversation. But yeah, they ended up banging it out. <laughs> but ultimately, by the time they get to episode nine, both of them die what would be perceived as their final deaths. And, and then... And things have been getting weirder and weirder every time they come back. Like, people are literally disappearing. Like, the last time that uh, Nadia comes back before the last time, let's say called the penultimate, uh, the penultimate death before the final death of hers, she appears in an apartment. There's no music. Nobody's there. And this is a party that was, like, jam-packed in episode one of the season. She comes out of the bathroom, and it's just the little the, her little friend who uh, hosted the party with her girlfriend, Maxine, and she's just dancing and, like, there might have been music, just dancing by herself, and Nadia's like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, I'm dancing, and it's having, like, this, it's having this weird effect on the world, at least the reality around them, where people are disappearing along with, like, every time that they die and come back. So this is also a conundrum they're trying to solve. And then by the time we get to the final deaths in the penultimate episode and go to the last episode where they both come back, everything is kind of back to normal. And then they realize, spoilers, that they have crossed timelines and Nadia that has lived through... And uh, Nadia, who has lived through all of this stuff with, um, what am I trying to say? Oh, the, the Nadia who has lived through all these days of dying and trying to figure out what's going on, she gets put in a, a reality with the Alan of the very first time, the, the first Alan, the Alan that ultimately killed himself. Um, because of what happened with, with uh, his girlfriend. He, and like, the Nadia that went through it meets up with the Alan of the first night who has no idea, and she, like, saves him from killing himself. And then the Alan who had been through all this mess with, um, and died repeatedly and was trying to get past his shit meets up with the Nadia the first night, and he, like, saves her from her, from her shit. And then ultimately... Everybody has a nice little understanding. They become, they b begin to befriend each other in these other realities. And then they go to some kind of Day of the Dead Halloween thing. And that's when that weird thing happened with the gifts and the alternate realities of Naughty and stuff like that. But look, I, I can't explain it any better than that. I, I just got to say, you you should really consider checking out Russian Doll, man. It's really fun. Netflix did a tremendous job. I love finding these kind of things um, on Netflix to kind of binge and enjoy. Like I, I've said before, I've already, um, I've already actually uh, found the next big thing thanks to Tyler that I want to talk about. But that's going to be a whole other topic on another episode. But uh the the cool thing about it is it's not something you got to dedicate a, a lot of time through, a lot of time to the episodes are only 
30 minutes episode and it might be less than that it might be like 20 minutes of pop so many you know because that's just how episodes work so make sure that you just take the time and go check out Russian Doll that's my first recommendation for the episode um it'll go by quick and you'll want to rewatch it again because there, there's a lot of things going on I'm going to have to rewatch it again but I'm in such a Avengers MCU in-game move mode that I, I got to uh I gotta keep it real, so I gotta keep it real. Then I gotta stay focused on that. Next topic. Alright, man. So I'm not naming a name for this person. <laughs> uh and I say that with all due respect. I found out some hot ass takes from a trusted ally of mine. And I want to share them, but I, I'm not going to put them out there on blast about who said this to me. Not like you're going to track them down and be like, I can't believe you had the nerve to say that. I mean, you might. You might be a weirdo like that. <laughs> not a weirdo. Um, I, I, uh, I was taken aback, okay? Let's just put it like that. So, hanging out with a friend of mine. We're having a little, having a couple drinks, some, some Royal Crown Peach. And Royal Crown, Crown Royale Peach. And we get to talking. We're watching some basketball or whatever we had on, you know. And looks at me and says, Yes or no? Is Donald Trump a good president? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I'm like immediately, my, my gut reaction is to say no. But then I was like, all right, let me consider this just for a second. And I start thinking about things that have happened and the executive orders and the shit that he's pulled. Shit Donald has pulled. And it ultimately comes down to those babies getting separated at the borders from their families. And I may be wrong in that what's happening with Obama. I don't think it was. So yeah, all those children being separated from their parents at the border... And being left to fend for their own. Uh, when once I got to that, I remember that. I was like, oh, fuck that. No. They proceed to tell me that while they don't like Donald, they feel like he is running the country like a business. And it's something that the country's needed and that he hasn't really done anything incorrectly as president. Mind you, this person was black. And I didn't know if that was a pro Donald take or a or a um just a it's not as bad as everybody makes it out to be take. But I was in shock. I 
was like, oh, like, for real? Like, and I, and I wanted to start rattling off reasons, like, like, oh, but, I mean, come on, look how he handles Charlottesville and the babies at the borders and and trying to kill, kill Obamacare and and everything else that he's done that's not coming to me. He gets on Twitter and threatens people, the Russians. <laughs> I just want to start throwing reason out, but I was like, man, I'm drinking and having a good time. I, I do not feel like arguing. Like, Alright. That's how you feel. That's fine. Then he comes back with this cheese. They. It's a they. <laughs> I'm not changing it. Then they come back with this cheese. I might have just said him anyway. <sighs> he tells me Barack Obama is a Muslim. A Muslim. A black man. He comes at me and says Obama was a Muslim. Like, that just knocked me on my ass. Because I don't call my podcast the Barack Obama Approved Podcast or the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast for no reason. I say that because even with my hot ass take that Barack didn't accomplish much as president on episode 92. Even with that said, bro, bro. I loved Barack Obama. I was for Barack Obama the minute he announced and when it looked like it could happen, I was all in. 2008 was a hell of a ride and January 20th, 2009 is one of the days I will never forget. I was literally watching it in U92 on the TV that used to be in Studio B with Casey Hoffman. Shout out to Casey. And we were we were watching it, and it, it was it was monumentous, man. It was it's monumental, monumentous. Is that a word? It was monumental. It was a big deal. And then to see him do it again in 2012, and to see him carry the role of president with such class, and to not have any kind of big scandals and. He brought us out of brought us out of recession, and for him to be able to do what he did for the LGBT the LBGT community, and like Marcus mentioned, and see what he was able to do as a dark-skinned man, because yes, he is um, interracial, interracial. He is biracial. Think about something else. Whoops, he is biracial. But still, same with Kofi. A guy who looks like me was president for eight years. It's like Kofi Kingston has been WWE champion for like 16 days at this point. And yes, I'm keeping up, with my, keeping up the tweets on the, t- on the timeline. I, I got to keep it alive. Kevin Owens came from my man Kofi last night, so we don't know how much longer we got. So before I, I go any further... Kofi Kingston has been 
WWE Champion for 16 days. Yes, he has. Nice. But Kofi looks like me, Barack looked like me. It was it was a very inspiring time to be alive. No bullshit. But for another black person to come up to me and be like, no, Obama was a Muslim. It's like, no, why why do you believe that? I don't even think you vote. <laughs> you don't even vote. And I know some people feel like our votes don't matter in electoral college and na 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 na. Mom used to say, if you, if you don't vote, then you can't complain about any politician. And I'm pretty sure this dude doesn't vote, man. He still had nerve to come up to me and be like, Obama's a Muslim. Trump's running the country like a business. Donald's running the country like a business. Ugh. It's, it's, I don't know, man. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for that. And then on the flip side of that, on the whole other side of that, then when I was home at Dad's, I'm hanging out with him on Saturday night. Angel went to sleep, Aaliyah was asleep, we're watching, we're watching whatever's on. I think for sure we were watching basketball then. He looks at me and says, all right, Kellen, so are you, in a, are you in a job that you want to do for the rest of your life? And I'm like, <gasps> uh, like, it felt just like that. Because it's like, on one hand, it's like, yeah, I kind of could see myself just doing this and being fine with it for X amount of years and then retiring and so like, are you going to be able to provide for Aaliyah's education if you do, if you do that if, if you stay in this field like yeah uh yeah I was, I was all kinds of fucked up He's like, the only reason I say this because, and yeah, I'm bringing it up again. Are you going to go back to school and finish your degree? I told him no before because, honestly, my grades are so fucked. Like, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I last time I was in school was 2010-2011 semesters. 2010 was okay. Uh, the fall semester 2010 was okay. For some reason, in the spring of 2011, I got in my head that I was going to record as much music as possible and record as much video as possible and constantly putting out music. And as long as I was consistent enough with my output, someone would hear it and I would start to get noticed and start to get, make real money off my music. I got that in my head by January 2011 that this is what was going to happen. So, fuck spring semester. I bombed that shit so fucking hard. So hard. Made a lot of music. 
a 28 uh, years later thing happened, and Spideyville Unlimited came out in July of that year, but also uh, me and Angel separated over over this, and you know, it was, it was a tough time, and then by the time I, I got my shit back together, like as far as realizing that that shit wasn't going to happen musically, that I wasn't on that level, by the time I got through all that, and then I looked at my transcripts. I'm, I'm, I can't get any financial aid because my shit is just so fucked up. And I need financial aid to go back to school. So, yeah, I fucked up so bad that can't get no financial aid. It would have to come out of pocket. And I don't even know if I would come back to journalism, man. Like, because I was a broadcast journalism when, when I, uh, ended up dropping out again I was uh um uh, what what did they call it I was a news journalist before I don't even think that's the right term but I was on the writing side when I first went into journalism but honestly if I went back now it'd be kind of stupid not to go into computers so I'd have to start the major all over again and like all those journalism classes I've had which aren't that as many as there should have been all those journalism classes just be for nothing it's fine no big deal. Yeah, man. Damn, I didn't mean to fall in that deep hole, but um, he asked me, and I was like, I was like, no, nah. I was like, I just don't think it's in the cards, Dad. Like he, because one of his dreams has always been me getting my college degree, and I, I, I pretty much failed him there. It's fair to say I failed it. <sighs> too much, not enough focus, too much partying, or at least having a degree. But then, if I was running around a, a broadcast journalism degree, what, like where would that put me now? You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not overthinking it. I mean, I'm constantly overthinking it because how great would it be to get paid to do these podcasts or something along these fields, you know? But at the same time, I am overthinking it. I mean, uh, at the same time, I don't want to overthink it because I don't want to depress myself, essentially. So, yeah. One night, it was the Donald's running the country like a business slash um, Brock's a Muslim. Talk from a friend. A very good friend. And then my dad hit me with a, are you happy with your job and your career? Cheese. Like, the next day. So, it was a lot. But I wanted to throw, the, throw, uh, throw those hot ass takes out there. And then, uh, you know. You know, because you know, it's cathartic to talk about. I mean... I'd have to go back for computers, right? I'll just have to suck it up and be computer engineer or whatever the fuck and make some decent money so I can take care of Angel and Aaliyah properly, you know? But I don't know if that's in the cards or not. Just sitting here bullshitting, making podcasts instead. Let's take a break. Hey, yo, what up? Miles and Medez Prowler here, host of the I Black Man podcast, member of the Hyphen Podcast Network and now host of a podcast called Fresh. Now, a simple man. I like subs to dubs, manga to anime. 
Now, the way I feel is, it doesn't matter what the press says. doesn't matter what the politician, hell, even the feminists say. doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something is whack is dope. This podcast was founded on one principle above all. The requirement that we stand up for what we believe in, no matter the consequences or the odds. When the internet, when the press, and the whole world tells you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree between the rivers of continuity and canon. Look them square in the face and you tell them, no, you move. Podcast called Fresh, coming to you guys, Hype Podcast Network. Check it out coming soon so if i didn't say it already hyphen nation is brought to you by hyphen podcast group hyphen podcastgroup.com bringing great podcasts to the people you go there you can find all the exciting all of the exciting podcasts from hyphen podcast group including it's like a podcast or whatever i black man podcast cast show browns in our blood when it's in season uh Whatever Lane show is called right now, it was Limit on the Edge. I heard something about this. this I, I don't know. Lane's coming back. Okay, don't worry. Uh, or a podcast called Fresh, or even Victory Jump Off Radio. You can find all those shows on Hyphen Nation, Hyphen Nation, on Hyphen Podcast Group. And I want to send a special shout out again to uh, Zach for the interview in Morgantown Magazine. I finally got to read it yesterday. Was it top-notch work? Mentioned all the other shows and stuff too. Shout it out, Marcus! Like it, it was, it was really cool uh, to be able to see that, and you know, and I, and I got got the picture taken and put it on Facebook so everybody can read it and stuff. So if you go to my Facebook page, Hyphen Universe or Hyphen Podcast Group page, you'll be able to read the article too and see all the nice stuff that Zach said. Well. Uh, it wasn't so much Zach saying it. I guess it was an interview. So see how Zach turned our interview into uh, visual gold, as Mike Gosti would say. So you can definitely check that out. So shout out to Zach for that again. Um, let's see. You can also find all the episodes of Hyphen Nation on hyphenuniverse.com. And where else can you do? Oh, yes. you can. Uh, if you want to contact the show, you can uh, always just... B-H-Y-P-H-E-N at gmail.com or at B-Hyphen on Twitter or Hyphen Universe on Facebook or you can uh, the B-Hyphen on Instagram if you want to reach out to me there. If you want to do it through the Hyphen Podcast Group routes, you can go to Hyphen Podcast Group at gmail.com if you want to send an email. You can at Hyphen Pie Group on Twitter. You can hyphen podcast group on instagram and you can hyphen podcast group on facebook so those are your outlets um also want to say this show is uh, officially sponsored by mark rob the m-a-r-c-r-o-b dot wordpress dot com written by my semi-regular co-host marcus robinson he's got some new stuff coming some game of thrones related content for you throners so uh, be on the lookout. I think he said he's going to drop that. You're going to hear this tomorrow. Uh, so on Friday, you're going to hear this. It'll be Friday by the time you hear this. So it sh- it may be out. He said uh, tomorrow afternoon. So yeah, for for the serious, make sure that you're on the lookout for at themarkrob.wordpress.com because he's got some new Game of Thrones stuff coming. Um, coming, and he actually wrote about Game of Thrones before, and I've never watched it. 
and I read it and I was super excited about it. I thought it was really good. And so now that I still haven't watched Game of Thrones, I'm super excited to see what he's got to say now. But seriously, if you're in the Game of Thrones, check out what he's written before and check out what he's got coming tomorrow. And the other unofficial sponsor of the show is Radio Public. Uh, if you uh, check out Radio Public, if you're an Android user like myself, if you click an iTunes link on Android, it will bring the podcast right up in Radio Public. No more searching through other apps to find a show that you're interested in listening to. It's right there and available for you at your fingertips. Um, super easy to use, great interface. And for those Apple iOS people who are sick of the Apple Podcast app, which apparently is a thing, shout out to Lisa and Rebecca. Um, yeah, you can just uh, go to Radio Public and check it out. And you won't be disappointed because I love Radio Public. Absolutely love it. No worries on that side, at least on the podcast front. All right, so since I forgot last episode and I had to come back for this, let's go ahead and knock out a couple recommendations. These are going to be quick, easy, and fast. That's what she said. Uh, I watched Paddington 2, the sequel to Paddington. Aaliyah wanted to watch it. She had seen it last summer uh, with the babysitter, and she wanted to watch it with us. And honestly, I know y'all are here really for the children's film reviews, but... Honestly, it's 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 pretty funny. It's it's a, it's a cute movie, man. Um, if you don't know the Paddington story, I'm not here to help you. I don't remember the Paddington story well enough. He's a talking, walking, breathing bear in London, and he lives with the Browns. Uh, there is an appearance by Hugh Grant in this movie. Not even an appearance. He's in this movie. Uh, I think he's quite wonderful as the villain of the film. And, again, as I always say with any of these uh, children's movies, man, if you're just looking for something to kill some time, or if you have a, a, a small child you're trying to occupy that can whose attention can be held by a television, I would definitely recommend that you just go ahead and uh, pop in Paddington. I, I, you can't go wrong. You're, you'll enjoy it. Um, and then Angel made the comment at the end about Hugh Grant she's like I guess that happens when you start to lose your looks I'm like damn like Hugh Grant was a fucking rom-com rom-com god and he, my man goes a little gray and gets some wrinkles and Angel's like Ugh, I guess that's what happens when you can't be cute being when you can't be cute anymore like shit damn not that it doesn't happen to women all the time with uh, women getting knocked down pegs and the roles they're getting and offered once their age increases but they, I, I just didn't expect it from Angel she just shaded the fuck out of Hugh Grant it was hilarious next recommendation is for my video game heads and for my wrestling heads mostly my video my wrestling video game heads um, there is a great uh, I think it's like four or five parts um, a great little documentary I found on YouTube it's called The History of Smackdown. And it's not literally the history of Smackdown, the TV show. It's the history of the Smackdown video games. And so they literally start at PS1 and go all the way from Smackdown, Smackdown 2, to the jump to PS2, uh, where they, they just bring in Know Your Role and all those things like that. And eventually ended up in, I think, Bring the Pain was the very last one. But they run through all the Smackdown games, and it's it's a cool thing to see, especially as... It, for me, coming from somebody who uh, was real big on the wrestling games a few years back, and I'm just looking for an opportunity to buy 
WWE 19 and that's funny because my broke ass won't won't drop money on 2k 19 but I am dying to get my hands on WWE 2k 19 eh. it is what it is man I like what I like so if you're into uh, wrestling video games check out the history of, of Smackdown it's quite entertaining to see how the game evolved over uh, a, such a period of time from PlayStation to PlayStation. And then the last thing I'm going to recommend is called Someone Great. It stars Gina Rodriguez, Angel's new favorite actress. No, I don't know about that. Um, I say Gina Rodriguez, and she's like, who? Of course, for some of you, you might know Gina Rodriguez is the star of Jane the Virgin which Angel discovered a few months ago and is currently watching its last season. Hulu was down last night and she couldn't watch it. So, it's up, it's up to be her. <laughs> I have sympathy. I'm just saying it sucks to be her that she couldn't watch her show. She likes her show. God, why's it gotta be a thing? Man, uh, I, I enjoy Jane the Virgin. But anyway, since I know that she's really in Jane the Virgin, I'm like, and this show's powered by Gina Rodriguez, like, uh, I mentioned that Miss, what was it, Miss Bala movie that she was in a few months ago as like the, uh, I don't know, the, the killer. And then uh, this came, I saw this coming to Netflix and it had Britney Snow in it of Pitch Perfect fame. And was she on a date with Tad Hamilton or was she in, or was that the other one? Uh, no, I think she was in, uh, I might be thinking about the wrong movie. The one, oh, John Tucker Must Die. I, 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 she might have been in that. And yeah, I fuck with John Tucker most of I don't care. That shit is funny, man. When homeboy, homeboy puts on a thong and does the, does the front flip slam dunk. I mean, I, I, it's at that point you're either in or you're out. And I was, I was definitely in by then. Um. Oh well, the, where these conversations go, I do not know. But yeah, seriously, uh, someone great stars Lakeith Stanfield as well. It essentially, is about uh, Jenny Gina Rodriguez's character getting dumped by her longtime boyfriend upon him learning that she's moving to San Francisco from New York City to work for Rolling Stone. And then from there, it's about having one last great day in the city with her girls before she has to pack her bags and leave. And ultimately, the question is, is she going to be able to put her relationship back together before she has to leave, too? So, it's a really cute movie. I got a, I, 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 did I just say really cute movie? Shit. <laughs> it's a, it's a really adorable movie, you guys. And I just love the characters of Gina Rodriguez and Brittany Snow. And I apologize, and I'm not podcasting 101. I don't know the other actress's name the black girl but she was fantastic as well to tell you the truth though i felt a little for the first time watching a movie i was kind of like dang i kind of feel old it, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't like i don't know I, the one that i felt old i feel out of touch because you know i was thinking man like th these girls are in there they're uh, late 20s going on 30s you know they're doing all this cool shit in New York that I have no idea about that I know have no idea how in the fuck to traverse those lanes like these are Nikki's lanes 
my sister-in-law. These are the lanes that she comes from. Like, she, this movie, she would totally be like, yes, girl. And I'm like, and I'm like, yes, girl. Because I just want to, like, I feel it. But I'm like, I don't feel it, feel it, because I don't know. You know? <sighs> just saying. Um... Yeah, that's my last recommendation, though. Someone great. It's on Netflix now. Netflix original. Please check that out. So, uh, we did sponsors real quick. Uh, you can support the uh, hyphen podcast group at patreon.com slash hyphen podcast group. Or when the site's up, you can go to hyphen podcast group.com. In our menu is an Amazon button. Push that. Buy whatever the hell you need to buy from Amazon. And a little bit comes back to the show. So we greatly appreciate that too. If you want to help us out. Okay? K-Pumpkin? 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 Thanks. Um, so yeah. You can find Hyphen Nation on uh, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Stitcher Radio Public. Spotify. Mostly wherever podcasts are sold, you should be able to find hyphenation. If you can't, or if you can't find a certain hyphen podcast group show, let me know, and I'll make it happen. We'll get that bitch on there. Just for you. Even though I'd prefer you use Radio Public, even though they're still, they're not paying me. And I still haven't emailed them about paying me, but this is what this is. Um... If you take the hyphenation RSS feed, you can put that into your podcast listening device. You can find that at hyphenpodcastgroup.com. Go to shows, go to hyphenation, take the RSS, copy copy the RSS feed right there. Put in your favorite podcast listening device. Turn that some bitch sideways or turn it before you put it into some bitch in the podcast listening device. And you can get all 96 episodes of fire! Just like that. Is that easy? Power positive. The power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what you have to do, no matter what you may do, you have to do you. So if that means you gotta cut out some negativity, you gotta cut out that negativity, man. Words of wisdom for today. Don't spoil the end game. That is all. Thanks. Call your mom, hug your sister. Punch your dad. Fight your dad, I guess, because your dad's not going to take that lightly. Um, High five your brother. Send your grandmother an email. Send her a letter. Write in your uh, best friend's Facebook wall. Uh, Send a DM to uh, your cousin. Just let them know you're thinking of him. Because you never know when it's your time to go. You could be 24 or 90 years old. So take a second and remember the good times and live for the moment for the rest of your life. Life. Yes, sir. Apologies to Markel Fultz. You're still trash. Russell Westbrook. You're an idiot. <laughs> Why would you rock the baby at Dave Lillard on some jump shots, bro? Jeez, oh, beats, bro. Why, bro? And I don't really have anything left to say this time. So, appreciate y'all listening as always. Always a pleasure being here with y'all. 
Thank you for allowing me into your lives for this time. And until next time, be good to yourself and each other. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Thanks, y'all. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.